Yesterday I was doing work on our new desk, which we got from a vintage mid-century modern furniture store here on the west side of Buffalo. And the drawers have a really odd way to pull out the mm -hmm, drawer. Like mm -hmm. the handle kind of hurts and is really small. Yeah. <laughs> My dad actually gave up trying to put his fingers in this. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe that's the security of the desk, is that people with big right. fingers can't right. even the open it up. The big-fingered man. That is all locked. Uh, <laughs> so I was curious as to what it actually looked like, like the underside. Yeah. So I decided not to get on my back, but to pull the whole drawer out and flip it over to see what it looked like. We don't have much in our drawers. Not that hard to do. Upon taking out the drawer, I noticed something written in the desk. So I'd like you to go ahead and do that. Open up oh the my drawer God. all the way. Take Which it one? Out. This top one? No, the bottom one. Oh my God. I'm so nervous. What? Why does it say sex there? Did you check all the other drawers? The other drawers don't have bottoms. That's only on Why the bottom. Why does it just say sex? But then there's the, so then I checked the other side. Oh my god. So the first one has written in nice black letters, sex. Sex in oh our Oh my god. Oh my god. This is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the other side says sex too. <laughs> Why does it do that? Why would someone write sex on the drawers? Did you do that? No. <laughs> So I've been holding on to this for like a day or so. It's terrible. It's, I would have told you immediately. There are so many things that happen during my day that I can't talk to you about because I want to save it for these more intimate moments that sometimes I feel like I must be incredibly boring to you because you'll call me up and be like, what are you after today? I'm like, oh, nothing. <laughs> I can't wait I, to talk to you about the... the sex words in our bottom of our drawers. Any of our listeners who want to see this in real life, you can come take a tour of our studio. Our studio? <laughs> what a joke. But up, up, but up. A podcast, but up, up, but up. With parents, but up, up, but up. Who think they're really funny, but up, up, but up. You decide, but up, up, but up. You share it, but up, up, but up. You listen all through the night. When I was in high school, I found myself one Friday afternoon with like a group of 12 kids who were like 16 years old in Times Square, walking past one of the, at that point, few like peep shows that were still left. Okay. And... Did it look like that with like just the uh, front walls, like paper yeah. with cheesy signs? Yeah. Okay. And there was always the cliche of the peep show. Right. And there was a person that was sitting in like the glass booth in the middle of the entrance sort of thing where the admissions. Oh, wow. Like an old school yeah, movie theater? like an old theater? school And we were walking by and the, we were probably kind of giggling and staring. And as we walked by, the person said, I'll let you guys in. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
So we were, I mean, you could tell we're under eight. I mean, we're 16 years 16, old. 16, 15 years old. So like we're acting like And you doofus. were scrawny. You were scrawny. Yeah, so we're acting like these And you're wearing your crisscross yeah. jeans. Your cross color jeans. I wearing my me. American Abercrombie and Fitch shirt. And who went in? Nobody. We just kind of like laughed it off. And I can't believe not even one of your friends was like, yeah, I'm going to make this happen, guys. You're 16 years old? You didn't already look at a million Playboys? Sure, yeah. But that seemed to us to be like, we're doing something illegal. We're not, you know, looking... Oh, you were worried about the legality of well, it. Well, it's just so foreign. You would never think you could do something that adults do because you're underage. At that point, you're... I know, but at 16, you're willing to do all sorts of things that adults have told you you can't do until you're of That's age. That's true, but maybe it was more like... Yeah, I mean, I guess I can separate drinking and smoking for some reason. Those are the things you can really do it of age. <laughs> Not like voting, but I, for some reason, that was like an unattainable thing. I never even thought of like, oh, when I'm 18, because I'm going to do that. Because it's, it's, it's so gross thing. Yeah, it's so gross. Thing. But I feel like actually now I like your friends better because the fact that they all walked away from that. You guys were all not into objectifying women, and you were only 16. So, I mean, I made such a good choice. When we were 16, oh, in that spring of that year, whenever that, I don't know when that happened, I went on a trip with the AP art history teacher to Paris, Brus Paris Brussels, and Amsterdam. Yep. And Amsterdam is known for its red light district. And it's public for use of marijuana. So, first of all, I went with... A, reference to the red light district to see what it was all about and that's like such a sad yeah um area when you think about it um were you sad at the time the right answer is no. yes yeah obviously the answer was yes oh but, my god i just called you like the most compassionate feminist ever well no but i think what my point is is that i didn't go to it with obviously the correct viewpoint but since that incident happened mm. It really stuck with me. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good thing. It's yes. It was beneficial. Yes, yes. How many peep shows do you think your father went to? Oh, how would I know? Have you ever thought about asking him? Yes, what if you just... every day. Well, here's what I suggest. I suggest you ask your dad to write down the answer on an index card. He folds it up. He tapes the seam. And it says on the outside, do not open until I'm dead. And then you could find out how many times your dad went to peep shows. Which I feel like was probably a lot. That's, but if you... Don't you want to know? I have no desire to know. But like, I'm going to ask him. That is such a mind fuck what you just said. Why? Okay, so let's say... Because it was so brilliant. You mean. Yes. Let's say somebody... You ask somebody a question and they said, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. And you say, write it down. Put it in a piece of paper. I will not... And you put it in your will or whatever. You cannot open this till I'm dead. At that point... What's the point of like being honest? Or were they honest? You have to know like were they honest or not? I think I'd be honest. Wouldn't you be honest if you're if my, you're somebody But what if my father wants his legacy as somebody who's died to be that he was a nice man who didn't go to a peep show? Why would you tell the truth? Why because would you, he like, might feel like you can control the narrative. You really want to die and be like now my children know that I went to two peep shows in my life. Why would you want to tell yeah, the truth? Yeah, I guess that's why they have that expression, I'm taking it to my grave. Right. You know, like just live the lie, embrace it, like you using key limes for the cake off. Um, take that 
Oh, wait. Now you can't take that secret to the grave because you've told everyone on our podcast. That's okay. I don't think that I understood even what prostitution was until I, like, went to college. Or, like, like this concept of peep shows. I mean, I grew up in East Aurora. Like, the biggest to-do was Playboy. Right? Like... Well, yeah, but even as someone who grew up in the city, maybe because I was not really in spitting distance of some of these terrible neighborhoods, but it was very rare until I was in my in high school to look at somebody and be like, oh, that woman who is dressed incredibly scantily clad, hanging out by the Lincoln Tunnel, is a prostitute. You You're saying know. you wouldn't know. You'd yeah, just be like, it's not like it's all over is, the place. And that woman is dressed nicely. So, yeah, so I didn't really know what a prostitute was until I was a teen, yeah. like, teenager. I mean, I guess I kind of knew it from, what? like, cheesy Western movies like Tombstone. Or, like... You know what I'm talking about? Where there's, like, a brothel. Every yeah. Western has a brothel. Maverick. Maverick, right, right, I loved right. Maverick. Everyone in the world loved Maverick. I think that that movie cool made, movie. like, a bajillion dollars. Why was it so cool? Because you have some fast-talking people. Mel Gibson, Jodie Foster, who I never understood the appeal. Like, why did She's anyone... a mousy. Why do people like Jodie Foster? She's like the sexy nurse. I disagree. No, she's like the sexy librarian. Yeah, I was going to say she's way more librarian. But Nurse came out for some reason. Something Garner. James Garner. Yeah. And he was a fast-talking whippersnapper. Right. It was just so creative, though, the way he, like, found his way on the boat, and then he found his way into the tournament. I don't think I've seen that movie, actually. About the poker tournament? I haven't seen it. (laughs) (laughs) You hyped it up so much. You were that movie's hype man, and you never met the person. They paid me a lot of money. How do you think we afford this house, you moron? <laughs> um, I mean, everybody in the world knows, excuse me, that that movie was one of the top grossing movies of all time. I mean, like right after Titanic. It's not even close, but... It is too. How do you know that? What, do you, what are you basing that upon? My intense study of the website that people use to... You're not even looking at Wikipedia yet. I'm not even looking at Wikipedia. It's not. IMDb. No. You still don't even know. Rotten Tomatoes. Go-to website for box office. Oh, movie phone. No. For box office (laughs) analytics, which I have looked at intensely. IMD Pro. IMDb Pro. It's called Box Office Mojo acquired by IMDb Pro. Mm -hmm. And it'll tell you... How much money things made every week, every... Well, I'd like to know that the total for Maverick with Mel Gibson, Jodie Foster, you know a year? James Garner. Oh, 1994? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my Worldwide, God. Worldwide, $183 million. Knew it. Knew That's it. That's not a lot. People... In, in that day and age, 1994, 20 years ago, I mean, that's a ton of money. They, if you Google top grossing films of all time, Maverick, it's going to be like you didn't need to do that. You could have just said Maverick and we know exactly what you're talking about. I strongly disagree, but I love you nonetheless. What are you looking at? I'm you... looking at the domestic box office for 1994 and Maverick is 11th in 1994. There were even 10 movies in the 1994 no, that made more money. Those than. are false facts. The Lion King made $300 million. <gasps> for oh my God, they were up against... True Lies made Wait a minute. 
That's an incredible slate of movies. Keep going. The Lion King, Forrest Gump, then True Lies made $150 million. The Santa Claus made $132 million. The Flintstones made $130 million. Clear and Prison Danger made $122. Speed made $118. Oh the Mask God. made $117. Mrs. Doubtfire made $110. Interview with the Vampire made $100. And then that year, Maverick made $94 million. Oh my God. I cannot believe those movies you just listed. That Followed is by make me... Schindler's List, The Client, Philadelphia, Stargate, and Ace Ventura. You're going to make me weep. 1994 was the last golden year of Additional movies. movies that came out that year that were on here are Pulp Fiction, Grumpy Old Men, no. Dumb and Dumber, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Naked Gun 33 and a Third, Natural Born Killers, when a Man Loves a Woman. These are all movies made in 1994. D2, The Mighty Ducks, The Little Rascals, The Crow. I have to tell you something. You love 1994 now. You know how people say, Make America Great Again? You know how people say that? They even have like an acronym for it. It's called MAGA. Yes. It's not even MAGA. It's MAGA. So anyway, this is Make Movies Great Again. M-M-G-A, and what they mean is going back to 1994. Remember when we were trying to figure out, like, when was America great? There we never even, got to the bottom of that. even way more movies here. Oh, my God. Are you all in 1994? I think you're It could happen to you. You're re I'm sorry. You are reading that incorrectly. There is no way that that... That was an incredible list. Listen to oh more of you. Oh, my God. You ever seen Time Cop, Time Cop with Jean-Claude Van Damme? No. <laughs> Do you... Time cock with Jean-Claude Van Damme, that's hard. Oh, wow. That was really good. That <laughs> have you was seen, really good. Have you seen Time Cop with Jean-Claude Van Damme? No, yes. I think, I don't know, but I love Jean-Claude Van Damme. City Slickers 2, Beverly Hills Club oh, 3. Oh, my God. I can't Major know. League 2, Blank Check Jr., Pauly Shore's hit in the Army now. Beethoven's second, Guarding Tess in the Name of the Father. Guarding Tess? Wyatt Earp. The piano. Did you say in the name of the father yes. and the piano in 1994? No. That is bullshit. Sister Act 2, Back into Habit. Is it Duh Habit? No. Okay, phew. Reality Bites. Reality Bites? With Honors. Do you remember With Honors? Is that Brendan Fraser? I think so, I also. I hate Brendan Fraser. Quiz Show. Doesn't everybody in America hate I think Brendan a, Fraser? You know what? There's a flaw. I knew it. I knew it. There's no way all of these movies were in 1994. Because you can't even read these no, websites. I'm changing, the domestic, I'm changing it from Domestic Daily to Domestic Weekend to make it easier. Was 1994 the golden age of so. movies? I think so. 1994 was also when I went with my father and my sister to see Pulp Fiction. I had just I've turned 14. My, mother, my, mother, my sister rented it once, brought it home. I was in high school and my mother knew that there was some like rape scene yeah and my mother ripped it out of my sister's hand and drove it back to blockbuster it's like you're not watching this with yeah your well i watched it in the theater with my father and my sister why would your father take you there because i don't think he knew that there was a rape scene i'm surprised because these movies are always reviewed and your parents are voracious movie review readers in the newspaper well so you know how up until the 90s like you can't show the rape Right, right, right. Like it's the same way people you saw people having consensual sex, where like right, it was it's really from just different their angles and, and they're sweaty. So you ankles. saw people, you know, you saw people having sex, but it was obviously somebody who didn't want it and was in a ball gag and screaming. 
Lovely. So you're like, oh, that person. So shocking for a 14-year-old where they bring out a head-to-toe leather-clad man in total chains. Being 14 years old is just like, what the fuck is going on here? I bought the soundtrack, and in between each of the songs and soundtrack, they would have like a 30-second clip from the audio from the movie. I memorized like every one of those lines. Wow. I, uh, I never saw it. I, mean, I just thought it was so cool. Quentin Tarantino in Reservoir Dogs as well has such a quick-witted um, dialogue style. Like, like we are, do. <laughs> people are talking fast, and it's a stream of consciousness that you know people are not clever enough right. to actually have. Right, but if right, you're right, like, right, right. Wow, if this guy really could talk like that, it would be so neat. But you've never ran into people right. that were like no, that. No, no, no. Or maybe you have, and it's Conan O'Brien. Like... Those were people right. who become comedians and entertainers. Right. Or or they don't want to be overbearing with how entertaining they really are, so they tamp it down. We're so funny, you and I. But when we go to like a social event, we're not trying to be the life of the party because right. it's very annoying. People are like, we don't actually like you now. You got it. So, so that's what I'm saying this is like. Figure it out. I'm saying there are lots of people that are clever like Quentin Tarantino characters. And they tamp it down. Who do they keep it up for then? Their podcasts. Well, do you want ice cream with a cookie? <laughs> Fucking yeah, yeah, but da. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. baby. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening to Fully Functional Parents. If you just can't get enough of us, check us out on Instagram at Fully Functional Parents. Please and thank you.